iHub Radio, reinventing talk radio in the Coachella Valley. Homemade for the rest of us. Live from Palm Springs, the intersection of arts, entertainment, and the desert scene. This is The Culture Corner with Bonnie Gilgallen. And good Saturday afternoon to you. And happy, it's actually Memorial Day weekend, which surprised me. I was thinking it was next weekend. It seems like really early for it to be Memorial Day weekend. Uh, hope, welcome to the Culture Corner on iHub Radio. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. I know that there are a number of uh, things opening this weekend. I guess um, several restaurants, and that's kind of a sort of a, a step out into opening for a number of uh, places here in the desert. Actually, I wanted to look at my notes on that. So, um, Palm Springs curbside retail shop local campaign. Um, so, th- this is interesting. Shoppers must call ahead or purchase online prior to arrival at store. So, these Palm Springs retailers, a lot of them are doing that this this weekend. 10% of proceeds benefit the Palm Springs Animal Shelter, promoted by Main Street Palm Springs and Palm Springs Retailer. It's um, uh, today, a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, May 23rd, 24th, 25th. Uh, where various times downtown and uptown Palm Springs participating realtors um, just give you a couple of uh, those uh, participating and decor baby Lala British invasion clothing Christopher Kennedy crystal fantasy destination PSP Javiana's Kimball's Mariana Palm Springs Michael Weems gallery Mitchell's Palm Springs ooh la la I love that story. I've shot there sometimes. Peepa's Puppy La La, Running Wild, PS212 Home, Shag Store Palm Springs, Shoe La La, um, and rest, restaurants including Il, Il Giardino. So um, that's all happening this weekend. So it's interesting. But shoppers must call ahead or purchase online prior to arrival at store for curbside pickup. In-store shopping not allowed. So you can call ahead and order stuff and go pick it up. But you can't just go in the store and, and wander around. Um what else is happening in, by the way, we're hoping to, hoping to chat with uh, Kate Spates, who is Vice President of Palm, P-Swift, Palm Springs Women in Film and Television. It's a wonderful organization for uh, women in the desert. I, I'm a member, actually. i got to re-up my membership, but it's a great networking organization for women in the media here in, in the town. And they're doing some fun stuff, and they're participating with Book Pals, where they're having different uh, actors uh, read books online. Uh, to keep kids entertained and educated instead of being live somewhere. So we're hoping to talk to Kate in a little bit. Um, Just some things about what's happening in California. RE the virus. We're still, you know, dealing with this and we're not, uh, hopefully, California anyway, is not just going to open everything up and just go back to normal. A lot, it's going to be very slow. Little baby steps forward. Yes, we all want to open up. Yes, we're all tired of uh, sheltering in place and we want to go out and see friends and go have a drink and go shopping but we all want to stay safe too so um just some notes here in-store shopping is allowed only for businesses that the state of california has designed as essential such as groceries doctors offices and pharmacies no in-store shopping is yet allowed for non-essential retail at this time by order of the governor governor newsom face coverings must must, must, capital letters must, be worn at all open businesses and in all other public settings when six feet distancing is not possible. Examples including waiting in line to go inside a store. I went to, um, a few days ago, I was going to go to Trader Joe's, 
There was a line outside, Trader Joe's. I was six feet, you know, backed up. I decided I was going to go another time because I didn't have time to stay in the line. But it's smart. It's smart. Uh, so examples include face coverings, shopping at a store, picking up food at a restaurant, picking up retail goods at a retail store that is allowed to be open, on public transportation or waiting for it, either one, in a taxi or rideshare vehicle, seeking health care, going into facilities that are allowed to stay open, working in essential jobs that interact with the public. Really important. If you're, um, you know, working at a restaurant and you're carrying food out to the curb for people to pick up, definitely face coverings and gloves or at a grocery store. They got to take care of, protect themselves, you know, as well as we're we're all protecting each other. Face coverings are no longer required to be worn by people who are outside walking, golfing, playing tennis, pickleball, hiking, bicycling, or running. However, people must comply with social distancing during these activities, including maintaining at least six feet of distance from other people. People should also have a face covering readily accessible. So it's a good idea. Always have your mask with you. Always have your bandana, your mask, your gloves with you um, because you never know when you're going to need it. Um, I just want to see something else. uh, This press release about what's happening this weekend. Uh, this is from Joy, a quote from Joy Meredith, president of Main Street Palm Springs. We've had Joy Meredith on the show. A quote, the retail community in Palm Springs and countrywide has been devastated by the COVID-19 pandemic and also by the understandable business shutdown. While we are, we are totally supportive of our state, county and local government and health officials, we look forward to the day when we can once again welcome customers back fully into our stores, of course. Until that day. We're grateful for this opportunity to highlight our curbside retail options. We want to remind shoppers that we'll soon be back in business as a vital part of the Palm Springs community. Absolutely. Um, Another quote real quick. Jeff Kors, mayor of the city of Palm Springs, says, The state of California has allowed non-essential retail to do curbside delivery. city of Palm Springs advocates for and fully supports that decision. Per state rules, please order by phone or online. You can have your items delivered to your car, curbside, or pick them up at the door. Uh, if you're picking up, though, you need to wear a mask and practice six-foot social distancing. We also look forward to the day, hopefully soon, when all of our retail and small businesses fully open for business. So this is a nice thing that they're doing this weekend, kind of sticking our toe in the water um, to see how it goes. Um, and, again, it's really nice that some of the proceeds – 10% of the proceeds benefit the Palm Springs Animal Shelter. So you're doing something nice for animals um, and being able to do a little bit of shopping uh, but not actually wandering around the store. So there are, you know, there are still a lot of things people could do. I just want to do a, a quick plug for a couple. Of, you'll notice there are a number of performers uh, in town uh, who are doing live Facebook live stream. Performing. I've done a few. Eric Frank's and my partner's done some. He now goes and plays, sits outside of Cuisto. Very nice French restaurant in Palm Desert. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evenings between yeah, about 4.30 to 7, something like that. When people come and pick up their – they've ordered stuff, food ahead. They come and pick stuff up. And sometimes now they're sitting in their cars and kind of doing uh, tailgating, just kind of sitting out in the, uh, their cars in the parking lot and listening to him play the piano for a little while before they take their – uh, to go food home. So it's really fun. I'm going to be doing another live stream tomorrow. No, uh, yeah, Sunday, Sunday, 5 p.m. 
call, I call it Sunday Serenade, a live Facebook stream with Eric on the piano. We'll just do like five songs, just a little little musical interlude. So it's a really nice thing. I know Rose Millette is doing these, Chip Stewart. Um, Kate is here. Yay. Just have a message. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's welcome Sorry Kate Spates. Hi. She's Vice President of Palm Springs, Palm Springs Women in Film and Television. First of all, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. It's nice to hear your voice. Yes. So tell me what P-Swift is doing. Are you doing some stuff with Book Pals? Tell you what you guys are doing in the midst of this whole pandemic. I know. Yeah. You know, we have a new president, Kim Waltrip, and she's bringing excellent energy. And man, that girl gets stuff done. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a new logo. We've updated the website. Um, the Book Pals is one of our signature programs. And that was where we would send um, local celebrities into schools and they would read books to kids. Well, obviously, with schools closed and all the social distancing and everything, Kim came up with the idea to um, have her celebrity friends um, videotape themselves reading a book. And mm -hmm. so we have, I think we have like almost 10, um, and we, have, we got a domain, celebsreadingbooks.com. And it goes right to a playlist. And so we've got like Sierra McCormick, Patrick Warburton, Donna Mills, um, Tristan Rogers, Willie Garson, Eileen Davidson. And they're reading these great children's books. And so, you know, they can, we're going to continue with that even when we are able to go back into the schools. But it's been really fun. Yeah. And so are you getting a good, really good response from it? Yeah, absolutely. Getting some great views and, you know, um, getting some people to uh, gather, you know, to um, share it with their with their kids or their teachers or sharing it with their kids virtually. And so it's, it's a lovely extension of the program that we will continue. And so once they do it uh, live, so that, is there a backup library? So if you go to celebsreadingbooks.com, are there previous ones that people have done that you can go back and watch again? Yep, yep. And so, and we're and we're looking for all kinds of different ones too. Um, more celebs, if you, you know, want to read a book uh, and and videotape it yourself. You know, it doesn't have to be super high production. You know, it's just you reading a book uh, and you know, in, in cute voices and stuff. Um, and submit to us, and we'll include it on that um, in that playlist. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, we have so, so tell, okay, tell people, people who don't know, tell them a little bit about what P-Swift does in general. Well, Palm Springs Women in Film and Television um, is, is really geared towards helping anyone in the, in the Coachella Valley, not just Palm Springs, um, who's in the film and television industry further their career. So, you know, we've had, um, we've, we've played movies and then have discussions with the uh, producers, the directors, and sometimes the actors. Like we had um, the writer of Green Book and um, the producer and one, or no, he didn't produce. He was just acting in that one. Um, Mike Hatton uh, and Nick Villalonga came out and we um, screened a little short of the film and then, you know, discussed uh, the whole making of and it was fabulous. Um, so, you know, helping people with writing skills, uh, production skills, we've created a new um, short, short film committee, and I'm on that committee, um, and we are doing a super cute, we decided to write something on our own, and so we have um, our very own Carolyn Malashko, uh, she wrote it, and the story was my idea, 
And so we uh, developed it as a group. And uh, hopefully we're, we put together character profiles, and hopefully we'll be able to shoot it soon. But it's all centered in Palm Springs. And we, we were thinking, you know, we want to do a short every year that's Palm Springs-centric. But, you know, just like a 14, 15-minute short film, enter it in the film fest and um, showcase the local talent that we have here in a short form. And so, you know, we, we actually merged with Media Mavens, um, I think that was a couple of years ago, you know, after Patty Daly Caruso passed away. Um, and then with Denise Dewberry Hay passing away, those were two of our icons that, yeah. um, you know, many of us went to, you you included, I know I've yes, seen you yes. at, at Media Maven things. Uh, we would go to kind of sit and chat with those amazing women. And mm-hmm. so um, Media Mavens was kind of flopping in the, in the wind, if you, if you will, and yeah. not going anywhere. So we folded it into P-Swift, and, you know, now with P-Swift, we have membership dues, but I think that they're low enough, and they provide enough of a service, and we do also provide scholarships to uh, young young people, right. not just ladies. Right. So Yeah, that's important. There's that. All right. Well, we're almost yeah. out of time. So again, it's celebsreadingbooks.com. Check that out with us. Uh, you know, it's a great thing to keep kids entertained and keep everyone keep our keep you know actors keep their skills up, and it's a fun thing for kids. And I know you you and your partner own Skip's Little Bar in Palm Desert. We're running out of time. Are you guys doing curbside delivery there? We sure are. It's amazing. Okay. Bestcheeseburgerever.com. Okay. Okay. Great. Kate Spakes, thank you so much for coming today. Start talking today. Stay safe. And uh, we'll be back with more on The Culture Corner in just a minute. Local talk that's moving the needle. Art exhibitions to modernism, music festivals to live theater. If it's happening in the Coachella Valley, it's on the Culture Corner with Bonnie G. And we are back on the Culture Corner and I have radio. And we're joined now. We want to talk a little bit, since we've been in this pandemic, We one of the things we want to talk about occasionally is financial issues because that's one of the things that's really a problem right now. A lot of people lost their jobs. And we've joined, we're joined now by Robert Shine. He is the managing director of Hightower Blanky Shine Wealth Management, I hope I got that right, and also I think a little bit involved with maybe helping to start the Society of Financially Empowered Women. Hi, Robert, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Good. How are you? So wanted to get your some advice from someone who is in the financial world um, on, gosh, if, if you're somebody that's either uh, owns a small business and you've had to shut down or someone lost their job and on unemployment, do you have any general advice for them on how to get through this tough time? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me on. Um, I appreciate your show as well. Um, yeah, you know what? These are um, unprecedented times. And at times it really becomes so not only financially uh, difficult, uh, almost overwhelming, but also emotionally too. So, you know, we got to take a first, uh, you know, the advice would be take a deep breath, you know, realize that this isn't a specific situation for you. This is for everybody right now. We're all in this and then we're all in this together. So the first and foremost is, you know, there's, especially with money, there there's in, 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 in mindset, there's a lot of the, 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 
I guess, feelings to, to feel ashamed and, and overwhelmed and, you know, realize that, you know, there is help out there, you know, one from unemployment and what we're seeing as all the programs that are out there for us, or even a small business owner, you mm-hmm. know, they're struggling to keep the doors open and, and understand this new transition that we're all going through. But uh, just understand that you're not alone in going through this. Uh, we all have something that we're going through, even in good and bad times, financially speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, ask for help and, and get assistance out there because yeah. and it's okay to talk about it. You know, it's really okay yeah. to talk about it. And so if you're someone, I know a lot of people who have um, uh, filed for unemployment or tried to have had problems and the system's overloaded and then people that have applied for small business loans, some people have gotten them, some people haven't. So would you just advise them to keep trying if they're doing something like that? Absolutely. Um, You know, early on, even with the SBA loans for the, you know, Paycheck Protection Program, as well as the Disaster Relief Program, the two different, you know, facilities that were set up early on in this uh, about a month ago. Um, passed by Congress, you know, they even had some challenges rolling that out because of the demand, meaning everyone kept trying for small business loans and we couldn't get in and you couldn't, you know, sign up for them or the the system would crash. And so it's going to, unfortunately, it's not, and here's the good news. The good news is that the money's out there and the relief is out there. The the Mm -hmm. bad news is, is that, you know, you kind of have to get in line and, and sort of be patient. And if it doesn't work the first time, whether it be a website, whether it be an application or so on and so forth, you know, you're going to find have to find something to bridge the gap between now and the assistance, but continue mm-hmm. to try to get that assistance because it is out there. And that is yeah. a big, big help, or at least a relief right now. Now, for people who um, do have 401ks, investments and that kind of thing, you know, the stock market's been really hit hard up and down and all over the place. Do you see... Um, a lot. I mean, do you have a lot of people been hit hard with that, or is it going to come back, or where do you see all that going? Yeah, I think right now um, it's a perfect time to assess your own personal financial situation, especially let's say your retirement account. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with me and our clients here at Blanky Wealth Management, we have a plan, and then we have a, a strategy that's customized and how how we we invest, and actually we weathered quite well through this process. But that being said, you don't ever want to panic, you know, when prices are, or excuse me, volatility is is out there in the marketplace. But it is important to stick to the plan that you have. If you don't have a plan, I I would strongly recommend, you know, work with a financial professional, professionally, uh, preferably a fiduciary, uh, Mm -hmm. somebody that does legally obligated act in your best interest. That's what a fiduciary is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But look at your existing uh, retirement, your, your game plan, and then have your portfolio aligned with your current situation in life, your goals and your feelings. So, Okay. And what do you, what do you see? I mean, it's, everything is so up in the air right now. What do you see your gut feeling as the few, what the future is going to be like for small business, for employers? I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be, there's going to be some drastic per, permanent changes. Do, do you think? Yeah. So, so I have a lot of clients that are following me on our, my YouTube channel uh, Blanky Shad Wealth Management. Um, and today I just came out with uh, my most recent daily updates. What I'm doing per- personally is, is providing an update for our clients or anybody who wants to sort of be getting my daily updates. It's a video that I produce every day as it relates to the markets, as it relates to economics. Um, and today I just did my 60, 90, and actually uh, 30, 60, 90 day playbook talking about like 10 different bullet points from reopening to, uh, you know, all the things that we're concerned about. Um, what I've been counseling our clients 
as it relates to this environment that we're in is that there's two different things going on. The, the market, as it relates to the S&P 500, those are the largest companies, not only in the world, but in the United States. So they have access to capital. They're well-run, well-managed. They have money in the bank. And actually, if you think about it, from the Walmarts to Targets and everything else, they've got an unfair advantage because they were allowed to keep open, right? So yeah. those companies will continue to do better on a go-forward basis. Therefore, that's why the market's sort of continuing to do better, uh, even in spite of the real economy. We've yeah. got over 36 million Americans or 14.7% unemployment rate. Yeah. You know, you and well, I look around Palm Desert and there are businesses barely open. Yeah. So, well, um, Robert, we are running out of time. Robert Shine, who's with Hightower Blank- Shine Wealth Management Managing Director. Thank you so much for your time and all the great work you do. Thank you for and, me. Um, and uh, stay safe out there. We appreciate you being here today. Thank you, you so too. much. Thank you. All right. Take care. We'll be back with more on the Culture Corner in just a moment. Local talk that's moving the needle. Art exhibitions to modernism, music festivals to live theater. If it's happening in the Coachella Valley, it's on the Culture Corner with Bonnie G. And we are back on the Culture Corner and I have radio. We're now joined by um, a, a gentleman that's used all over the, the desert, well, before the shutdown anyway. He's a multi-talented uh, singer-actor of Fleet Easton is here. Hey, Fleet, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How you doing, Bonnie? Good, 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 good. So you holding up during this uh, a shutdown? You feeling safe and yeah. healthy and okay? Well, you know, it really hasn't affected me very much because I'm having a good time. Actually, it's given me a chance just to sit back and relax and get off the hamster wheel and mm-hmm. get things done around my home that I've been wanting to do for the last year or two and yeah. just haven't felt like doing it because I was working all the time. Yeah. I think that's true of a lot of us. I, I've said that there's there's some silver linings in all this. It's uh, the whole thing's terrible, but if you take this time and yeah, and do you know get stuff done around the house, clean out closets, or or start pick up some creative projects, maybe writing a book or something that you didn't have time to do. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, but I see you that's step right. on Facebook. You've you've been got a couple of movie roles coming in, and you've had you've a lot of stuff still about to happen as soon as everything opens up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yes, I just uh, recently uh, shot a film called Team of Two, which will be coming out soon. I'm not sure when it will be because of what's going on right now, but I'm sure they'll figure that out. Uh, It was a great uh, chance for me to play something different. I play a detective in the film, and it's so funny. I play a dual role. So in the daytime, I am a detective, and at nighttime, I'm a gay porn star. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> wow. I know. I know. And it's it's a family rated film, so uh nothing there's nothing uh inappropriate, you'll see nothing. It's all oh. good. And uh and I just actually I just got booked to do another uh talk show in LA, um Laughter Talks with Marguerite Fair and that'll be uh on June fourth. Uh, I've done her show a couple times, but I'm very excited to do that. And also, I, I just was booked to do the Bridal Expo in uh, Lake Elsinore uh, in September and the Mother and Daughter Fashion Show, which will be in November, also at the at Lake Elsinore. But my most exciting thing that I'm excited about is uh, a movie that I will be uh, doing next this coming November, uh, God uh, willing that we're all back to normal. It's called... 
hashtag blessed the movie. And I'm going to not just be in the film, but I'm going to be singing the title track in the film called Why Can't Christmas Be Here Every Day? And I did put out a little teaser on my Facebook wall. If anybody wants to go to Prince Fleet Easton on Facebook, it's open to the public. They can check that out. But I'm most excited with that. I actually, last uh, August, no, last September, I was at the uh, Solo International Film Festival in Solo, Arizona, and they had me debut it to a room of 300 producers and directors and actors. And before I finished, they got a standing ovation. And the song is amazing. It was written by Keith Williams and Joni Weston out of Northern California, who I'm calling them the new Bergmans because they just write the most incredible music. And I'm very honored to uh, be able to bring their music more to the world. And they are so happy that I... I've gotten this movie, this song in the film, that they've given me partial rights to the film, I mean to the song, as a writer, and uh, they registered me at BMI as the singer, and the producer of the film also said that after the film comes out, they want to submit it to the Grammys. So I really think the song is going to be something tremendous. I feel it's going to be a Christmas standard that's going to go down and be played every year and will be recorded by many, many other artists. Wow. And what's the name of the film again? It's called Hashtag Blessed the Movie. Okay. Okay. And people, and you can Google that up too, and uh, you can uh, there uh, they have a site, and people can go check that out and see all about what the movie is. Uh, it's uh, it's a very hallmark type of film. Yeah. It's a, the I, I love working with these producers because they produce films that are family oriented. I just last year I did one of their films called Turnover, which did very well, and it won ten. Uh, film festivals, grand prizes, and now it is on Amazon. Uh huh. Great. Wow. So, super. Yeah. So um, and then and now, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I can't can't remember. I know we've we've well, you were on the show about a year or so ago. Uh, do you do you also write music, write songs yourself? No, I'll tell you that was one gift I wasn't given. I've written three songs in my life, and that's over a period of thirty years. And they were they were only given to me as divine guidance. Um, actually, one of the songs I wrote is called Go Ask God for the Answer. And it was the title track of a film that came out last year called Ask God. I wrote that song 20 years ago. And um, the producer that I worked with at that time when I wrote it for, I actually wrote it for the Make-A-Wish Foundation for one of their projects. And the producer said, one day I'm going to write a movie based on this song. And uh, last year she did, and uh, it was the title track of the movie. But wow. that, that was, that's all my only claim to fame. I, I did write a song in the 80s called When We Make Love. It took me to Nashville. I did all the shows in Nashville. It did it well regionally, but as I'm saying... That is not my forte. And I work with many songwriters that keep saying, oh, no, 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 you're a songwriter. You just don't know it. Well, I just don't know it. <laughs> well, it's not like you don't, you don't have enough other talents and you're not busy enough. I mean, you really. So do you you think of yourself first first and foremost as singer, entertainer? Is that, would, would you put singer number one? Yes. Yes. Singer is, a, you know, I, I, I all the agents I've ever had over my career, 
I used to do so all the different things at the same time. And I had one agent one time say, you know, fleet, you're so multifaceted that it's very difficult for people to put you or categorize you. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need to focus on one and then become successful at that. And then the doors will open for other things. So when I moved to California 12 years ago, all I did was really focus and pursue my singing career. So what has happened now, that has becoming successful now in Hollywood and all around, all around the world. And what it's doing, it has opened the doors now for the movie roles, the television, and all the other things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, it's excellent. Super. So how, how yeah. would you... Um what I mean, would you say that you lean more towards jazz standards or Broadway or a little mix of everything as far as your t- type of uh, music? I'm I've got the most eclectic uh, repertoire you can imagine. I mean, I go from country to opera to pop to Broadway to I mean, it's a little bit of everything. So what has been really good about that? It's allowed me to work in all those genres. Mm-hmm. And tell me, let's go back for a second, back to when you were a kid. Did you start performing as real young? Yes. I did my first solo concert when I was five years old. I sang with an orchestra, and I sang How Great Thou Art. I was heard at a Bible school, and they heard me, and they said, uh, we want you to sing a solo. Uh, and I ended up, that was my first job that I did at five years old. But then I didn't pursue it until I was about 13, but then 17, I became professional. Okay, and did you have support from, from your family or no, as doing this as a career? Well, I, my family really didn't know what to do with me. As a child, I was spinning and, and singing and dancing all over the house, and all my relatives kept saying, you got to put this kid in show business. Well, <laughs> in Akron, Ohio, there wasn't a lot of show business, and really people didn't you know, kind of know what to do with me. But when I was 17 years old, a dear friend of mine told me to get in the car one day, and I said, where are we going? And and she said, don't worry about it, just get in the car. And she took me to Goodyear Musical Theater, which was an equity Broadway type of theater, and I auditioned for uh, a part in Hello, Dolly. I got it, and I knew right then, at 17 years old, what I was going to do the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. I've been fortunate, and thank God I've been able to make a living at it all my life. Wow. Yeah, you are fortunate because I know a lot of people would like to and uh, some do and some make partial and whatever. I want to talk a little bit about because I know we've talked about this before and leading into what, of course, what's happening right now with the pandemic. You are you've always been a very spiritual person, as I recall. Yes. 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 All my life. And uh, and that's I I would think that that's that's really helped you. I mean, it's a that's a, a very helpful thing to have that spiritual connection if you're in this this crazy business, wouldn't you say? It is, you know, it is, and I've been very fortunate. You know, I know in this business you can really come across some really uh, negative energies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it in a nice way. But I have been very fortunate. All the people that I have worked with have been loving, very sp- deep spiritual people. And I think it's all a part of like attracts like yes. and as with this pan- and as with this pandemic um i i know everything is for a reason and it will be revealed at somewhere down the down the line why this all had to happen you know whether it's it's an awakening uh people are becoming more conscious of i you know right now there's a little there's conflicts going on but i think eventually it's going to bring people together 
for one cause because you know we're all in the same boat and we're all rowing the yep. we're all trying to row the same direction. You know, mm-hmm. right now we've got a few few people that are trying to row other directions and we've got this rowing back and forth. But I think eventually we'll all be rowing the same direction. Yeah, I yeah I agree with you. I and I really think again, silver linings. I hate to be a Pollyanna about it, but I have found that uh, Oops, I lost it, you. it it's caused people to slow down a little bit and look inward. I think I lost see, you. Yeah, and see what's really important, and maybe we can the people that you're living with, you're already in the same house with, you're sheltering together. Maybe strengthening those relationships and getting to know people. But I, I, I can't hear you, Bonnie. Uh oh. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now, Fleet? All right, I Fleet saying he can't hear me. I'm not sure what happened there. Every now and then you pop in. I, I'm, I'm losing you. Okay. Uh, can you hear me right now? Yeah, I don't know what's happening with our sound, so I'm just going to... Um, we have Fleet Easton on the phone. I'm hoping that we can chat with him some more, but I know we're coming up on a break in a couple minutes. I'm just, but... I'll be here. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? He'll be back. Okay, so, all right, Fleet is here. Anyway, Fleet East is a wonderfully talented performer, and he's a very spiritual guy, and I really think that, yes, there's a silver lining to this whole thing, um, that I think it is Second. a time that we, I hope we take advantage of this time to slow down and think about what's important and reconnect with those people that we live with and maybe with others via Skype and Zoom and text and phone. Um and yeah, and not and stay, get off the rat race, run, 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 which we all do a lot, and take a minute and step back and think about what's important. And are you really on the path you want to be in life and doing mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you want to do? Are you making a difference in your life and other people's lives? What is your purpose? And um, I do hope that when we reopen and get back to some sort of normalcy but that it's not the same i don't think we're ever going to go back to quote unquote where normal or where we were before and i think there i'm not sure that that was all a good thing anyway where we were before is not necessarily fabulous right um well you know it's so funny because uh i i work with a lot of intuitives and you know we have a lot of psychic people and stuff in the valley and all and it was so weird right before this all happened one of them said to me your career is about to do a dramatic change and go into a direction that you never dreamed of and it's amazing because now I'm doing all these pod shows and I'm doing live broadcasts from my house and that's something I never ever dreamed of or had a desire to do right right absolutely so I just hope that people take instead of just grumbling and feeling frustrated and depressed and you know cooped up in cabin fever that all people take this time to take advantage of this time to slow down and you know find creative outlets and and everything all right with time's running out Fleet Easton congratulations go get them I know you're gonna keep going and going and going shooting for the stars stay safe and thank you so much for being here I appreciate it all right Local talk that's moving the needle. Art exhibitions to modernism, music festivals to live theater. If it's happening in the Coachella Valley, it's on the Culture Corner with Bonnie G. And back on the Culture Corner and iHub Radio. And we've, we've come to, uh, gotten to a habit, pattern here now that we're doing these uh, uh, safe at home shows. Uh, chatting with uh, Brian Mendoza in our last segment about various entertainment things. So this week we decided we were going to talk about um, our five favorite classic 1980s TV sitcoms. So what would you come up with, Brian? 
Okay, so I had to take out the Cosby show from my list, so that's my honorable mention, but number five for me would be Married with Children. Okay, yeah. And then number four would be The Wonder Years, number three, The Golden Girls, number two, Roseanne, and number one, Cheers. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, that's it. I have Cheers on there, definitely. love Cheers. Oh, that was a great, great show. Um, I had Designing Women. Oh, you know um, what? I, I should... <laughs> I should have included that one. That one's a great, and it's underrated yeah, too. Yeah, Mur- Murphy Brown, the Golden Girls, and you know I had the Cosby Show at the end of my list, and you know it's such a tragedy when I think about that. When I think about Bill Cosby and what a brilliant guy he was, and a huge talent he was, and what a waste of life and shooting himself in the foot to just turn out to be. You know, a sleaze. It's really a tragedy. I think it's a tragedy. Especially you know? considering that at the time, I can't speak for black audiences, but I feel like I've had a lot of black people tell me in my personal life that Bill Cosby on The Cosby Show was the first time they saw a black man that was not a blue collar worker or yes. anything like that. He was a doctor and he was educated and they aspired to want to be like him and the spinoff of Different World, which was about black college students. And, yes. And for me, a lot of them actually had gone into denial about it because they felt like they were so disappointed by a man that they perceived to be a father figure on mm-hmm. the television screen. Yeah. So, yeah. So- it's just of all the, you know, since the, from the, since the, the Me Too movement, of all the w- very well-known successful people, men in the public eye who've fallen from grace – because of their actions and they're, you know, horrible. Um, he, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone else quite like Bill Cosby in, in the sense of what he represented to people before that all happened, before they found out about it, that he was such an icon and this for, for education. I mean, he had advanced degrees, you know, and, and he was funny. And yes, he represented this, uh, uh, yes, idol in the African-American community of someone who had the show. It was his show. He produced it, you know, and was and played a role that, yes, was not blue collar, was, was, you know, and to fall from grace, to fall as far as he did, uh, really a tragedy. I, I thought about that. You know, I kept it on my list. But but um, I want to talk about uh, uh, Murphy Brown. Of course, Murphy Brown was such a great show on Candace Bergen. Um, of course, you see three of mine um, were th- women, you know, women-based shows, uh, Designing Women, Murphy Brown, and, and The Golden Girls. Of course, The Golden Girls was hilarious and groundbreaking in its own way because it featured four senior women you know oh, four yeah. women uh, 50 60 plus um but very funny did you watch that a lot oh yeah that was number three on my list i loved the golden girls i think i would even tie it with designing women because both shows allowed women to be funny and that they were able to have friendly relationships with each um, friendships with each other you know it was never about competing it was about building each other up and that was part of why people love those types of friendships. And also they tackled important subjects from the point of view of women, you know, like income disparity, violence and discrimination, stuff like that. And, but they always knew how to do it where it was funny on, on my list. It's funny. I, we could kind of combine the two topics we talked about, which is fallen idols and women. Roseanne is on my list, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
that but, I mean, t- these people just shoot themselves in the <laughs> foot. I mean, it's just, it's just, you just shake your head, you know. You hear you have the world, you know, you're on top of the world, you've got all the money in the world, shows, money, and, and fame, and you just shoot your mouth off or do stupid things, and it all, you know, you destroy yourself. It's amazing. And the thing about Roseanne is that she didn't do anything as bad as Cosby, of course. No. But the thing about Roseanne is that it's exactly like that. She was one of the number one shows in network television in the ni- in the eighties, nineties, and even when the revival came back for one season, uh, two two to three years ago, she was number one again. So for mm-hmm. me, it's like that takes a lot of talent, especially being a woman, especially being a woman of size, uh, mm-hmm. wom- and a, and a show about working class people to be yeah. number one in three decades. That's great. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think, and you know, it's not my place to judge anybody else, but my take on it is, you know, she rose to fame as this comedian, first of all, and this sort of working class, you know, a woman at home with the kids and I got the husband and I'm doing the laundry. That was sort of her shtick as she rose to fame and her shows also. And I'm one, I'm just, if you think about the arc and now then she kind of shot herself in the foot. Um, I wonder if, you know, it was funny up to a point, but you can't teach class. You can't buy class and money doesn't buy class. And I think that, you know, what she, some of the things she did and said towards the end were very classless, you know? And, um, I don't know if those were her true colors. I don't know. It's, it's once again, it's sad. It's really sad. Oh yeah. But I got to say though, is that as someone said to me, when you revisit things, like if you bring back something from the past, sometimes you'll end up disappointed by revisiting it. And for me, (laughs) Roseanne was an example of, you know, I was willing to kind of let some things slide for the show when it premiered. But ultimately, you know, a business is a business and ABC, you know, they had to do what they had to do. But, you know, it's kind of interesting how diverse the 80s were in terms of variety of shows. You know, you Mm -hmm. have the Cosby show, the Wonder Years, Marywood Children and Cheers, which I put as my number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cheers, Cheers was great. I mean, it was great. First of all, it was great chemistry in the beginning with Shelley Long and Ted Danson and, of course, Norm and all the characters and, and, and Carla. I mean, it just had such colorful characters, really well, well-written well scripts and well-written characters. Um, and I think that is, you know, because so many sitcoms, I mean, I don't really watch sitcoms anymore. I stopped watching sitcoms a while back because so many, so many of them are just stupid, to be honest with you. <laughs> You know, the thing about sitcoms is every decade, there's going to be a bunch of bad ones. Like for me, Growing Pains irritates me. I do not like that one. And now it's from the 80s. Everyone, you have to pick out the good ones. And sometimes it's difficult to find them because sometimes you miss out on them when they're in their prime. And sitcoms can go downhill pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that that's why it's it's such a such a joy when. The one uh, like Cheers comes along that are designing women that is well written and entertaining and caters to somebody that has a brain, you know. No, I agree with that. Same with with Roseanne and the Wonder Years, you know, those types of shows that were smart, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Always great chatting with you. Thank you also to Kate Spates from P Swift, to Robert Shine, and to Fleet Easton. I hope everybody has a great week. Stay safe, and we'll talk again next time on the Culture Corner. <laughs>